welcome to episode 225 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle. She. And you certainly are that, yes. <laughs> How are you doing today, Janelle? It has been an exciting and fun-filled and tiring week, as always. So much to talk about this week. So much to tell you guys about. So many fun little things here and there. Yeah, little tits. Tidbits. Little tids. <laughs> I like to breathe everything. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, you know, we around here we say that Janelle speaks her own language. Today I called a bookcase a mantle and I've really gotten it. <laughs> gotten, yeah, you said you should look through the books on the mantle and we're like, what mantle? Got a hard time about it. What are you talking about? I mean, we have a mantle over our fireplace, but there's not books up there. We have like picture frames and stuff. She's like, yeah, the bookshelf that we have books on, she called the mantle. You know what I meant, the mantle. This is <laughs> this is what it's like. The kid books be? This is what it's like trying to understand what Janelle's talking about. Like any word could mean any one of 10 different things. It's all about context. <laughs> whatever Janelle's thinking about at the moment. I'm sorry. My brain works the way it works. Don't be sorry. It's endlessly entertaining to me. <laughs> and the kids. And confusing. <laughs> but it's fun to try to solve. Okay, what does mommy really mean when she says? And then we have to discuss. Mantle. What does she mean by mantle? Anyway. Like, you know. The bookshelf. Well, we should explore the mantle of the news. Let's do it. There's a couple things you can do. You can rate and review us on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps our podcast climb the charts as the number one pop culture comedy marriage duo podcast. I think that's a very, yeah, very specific category that yes. we are probably the number one in. We're number one in that cat agory. Also, you can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. As one of our listeners did this very week. Yay! You can Instagram us at mandarinorangeshow. You could Facebook page us and group us at mandarinorangeshow. And you can TikTok us at Mandarin Orange Show. You can pod chase us or fountain us. What's our fountain stats? Oh, I gotta look that up. What are the sat stats? <laughs> oh. oh. That's your empty bottle that knocked that's over there. That's another nest. That's some good foley there. <laughs> Imagine the sound effect that Janelle just did of like, if there was an empty bottle, what it would have sounded like. There you go. Let's hear it again. It's very, yeah, it's very convincing. <laughs> feel like it's right there in the there's room. There's definitely not an empty there's some, bottle right here. There's some good ASMR for folks at home. <laughs> I feel like they're right here with us. Alright, well while Janelle is looking up the fountain, I'm going to tell you about a couple of other things. We do have a Potvox Presents coming up in a couple of weeks on May 20th, actually. And it is a special one. I think we maybe, maybe we mentioned it last time, I don't know. But it's going to be the History of Potvox Music. Which is, of course, the indie record label that we operate mm-hmm. out of our humble abode. This one's going to be special because rather than have a specific artist on, we're going to talk about the history of all the different releases we've done with Potbox Music. And it's going to star Janelle and I. So it's going to be like a crossover of Mandarin Orange Show. If you want to see us yeah. on the thing, you can check that out. We got more sats. Okay, what's our sats total? Two thousand two hundred twenty-eight. Remember, David from Do the Dystopian Electronics Workshop said, if you tap that, it'll switch it to cents. So, how many cents are we up to now? Sixty-five cents. Sixty-five. Oh, we went up like three cents from the last time. Um, also, speaking of at Do, yes, um, we got a new comment. Yes, wildebeest. Wildebeest. Yes. If you guys remember correctly, last time there was a some amazing synergy. Somehow, I talked about wildebeest. My sub talked sub about, about wildebeest, and, and there was another. You guys talked about something else. I can't remember. I can't remember the. Oh, we talked about um, maths. 
Math. Be like the British way that they say math. You met her last Friday, and I you didn't talk about it together. Oh well, you didn't tell me that was the person. I didn't. Know I who know it was. there were a lot of new people. You I met know. a lot of new people. We'll have to talk so, about that in a little bit. Yes. So thank you to do for supporting us. Did did we like were there new boosts or supporters or like? You no. Look at that part. You I don't understand that part. All right. Well, we we know there's more stats in there for that this. That we time. got do. I'll help you do support. I'll help you analyze it next time because we didn't look for that much. But we know that there's some more sats in there and like three more cents, which is spectacular. Very exciting. It's helping to keep the lights on. I mean, like a very small light, like the little mute light on the microphone here. <laughs> I think it's helping to keep that light on. It's a very tiny light. It's a very small light. <laughs> that's good. They, that's what 63 or 65 cents mm. or whatever. That's what I'll get you. <laughs> Today, we were at the movies and I let the kids pick a snack. Uh. And Phil's cheapness shines through every time. He's all, oh my gosh, pretzels and cheese are $10? I'm like, yeah, like. That's how much stuff is now, and you're so, like... No, that's not even the part that was the most shocking to me. A bag of candy, because we told the kids they could pick out, like, one small item. Now, I say dibs or a snack pack. Yeah. You're the one who let them have the more Well, expensive. the snack pack is actually the most expensive. The kids' snack thing is, like, $8, right? Yeah, you This is at an AMC, bucks. keep in mind. Just, you know, it's just like a nationwide chain, right? Yeah. Okay. It's been around for 100, 100 years. That's right. Well, 103. Three. <laughs> Okay, then this is what was crazy. A bag of candy was like five dollars and I think it was like sixty cents or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the the, the ice, ice cream, cream was five dollars and ten cents. It was like fifty cents more for a small bag of candy. This and is- then I mentioned that, and the kids were like, "We don't have to get anything." I'm like, "It's fine. <laughs> it's fifty cents." I'm just pointing out the inequalities here. <laughs> and you're like, "Wait." So when you order pretzels, like, at the dine-in theater, it's ten bucks a piece? Yeah, I don't want them. That means that each little pretzel bite... I'm all, no, shh. Each pretzel bite is over a dollar, because they give you, like, eight. No, they don't. Yes, they no, do. No, they give you twelve. We split one the oh other day. Oh, my gosh. So each one is, like, each. 90 cents then. It's good and worth well, it. Bad math off the top of my head, but close enough. That's just a lot. I just, it's shocking to me. Shocking. Well, we're still getting them. You don't have to get them. I might not. No, but you're just going to, like, if you're paying for it already and I'm not eating it, it just means you're eating it. It's no less money. And then Janelle's like, why are you so cheap? And I'm like, you knew I was cheap before you married me. Like, I'm still, I still, my dress shoes for whenever we have to dress up are the same pair of shoes I pulled out of a dumpster when we were in college. And I still wear them to this day. So, I don't know why you're surprised that I would be, you know, cheap. It's okay. We balance each other out. Economical, really. I'm not, like, a super shopper spender, though. Okay. You spend way more than me. I do not. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. On what? What do I buy? Food. That doesn't count. Yes, but you buy, like... Like special fancy food, okay. Clothes, so much so that the the regular like weekly bag of of Old Navy that comes, I have it a special is spot once a month. I have a I special order spot. Old Navy with my coupon. Well, they b- must break it up into multiple shipments. Then they do because I have like a regular spot where I keep your Old Navy bags. Oh, oh more yeah. Old Navy on today. top of the shoe pile. Uh huh. Because <laughs> how many pairs of shoes do you have? Also. <laughs> All right, Mr. Video Games. I didn't even get a game when we went to GameStop Legos. Yes, because you said, oh, I guess we're getting Tears of the Kingdom next week on opening day. That's right. So I didn't buy a new game. I'm just saying, you like to spend what you like to spend on. I spend what I like to spend on. Well, that is self-evident. And I don't complain about the pretzel bites. I'm aware. (laughs) I'm still going to complain about it. And I told you this, too. If someday, like, I become a world-famous, like, movie writer and sell scripts for $100 million. Because I, you know, sold it but also got, like, a piece of the back end and we become, like, multi-millionaires. I'll still complain that they charge too much for the pretzels. I don't care. 
I don't care like how rich we are. It's ridiculous that pretzels with a little bit of melted cheese that you know they bought at like Costco for like 50 cents is $10. It's outrageous. That's not that it's much. It's egregious. It's offensive. That's not that much. It is too. Movies are famous for marking up food. Okay, the a one burger other... at Carl's Jr. is 10 bucks. Now. Also outrageous. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> the other thing in the movie theater is they had like a little like popcorn caddy thing that was like <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> themed. And it was <laughs> this one's for outrageous. $50, $50 for this bucks. little like tin that you put popcorn in. She said it came with a rocket raccoon With a little statue. like plastic statue that comes with. But then the funny thing is there's another one that was like also a from sandwich. Guardians of the Galaxy that, for a sandwich holder that was $5. <laughs> So it says up there, $5 for the sandwich one, $50 for popcorn. And I was like, I asked her, I said, I'm not even like interested in buying these. I just have to know, like, is it really $5 for the one and $50 for the other? She's like, yeah, the sandwich one's like made of plastic, I guess. And the other one's tin. She's like, I didn't understand it when they put it up there either. I, <laughs> I was like, I had to ask them about that too. So I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look right. Because it, it, it's $4.99 and $49.99. I'm like, did they like do a typo somewhere? Why is the sandwich one a tenth of the price? You could buy ten sandwich caddies for the price of one popcorn caddy. Yeah, you could. All right. I know this is supposed to be news, and it turned into, like, old man rant, but I'm just, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, these days. And in in he's going into his uh, mid-40s. <laughs> he's got things to say. I'm in my early 40s still. Me too. Uh-huh. For now. <laughs> For now. Let's see. What else? Well, okay, this week, I guess last last week, well, earlier, whenever, we went to Castle Park again. Yes, but we missed the magic show. We did miss the magic. We got to go on a Saturday. But Castle Park, we talked about our sort of local amusement park run by, or that was founded by the guy, uh, Bud Hurlbut, who worked at Nuts Berry Farm and did the log ride and the... The Mine Train Ride also did rides for Disneyland and yeah. other local amusement parks. We met up with um, Luke and Audrey's friends there. Huh? It was fun little play date. And we played miniature golf while we were there, the which was different putt. this time. It's a really good miniature golf and course. Audrey won. From all of us. So we did with, like, with their family and stuff, too. Yeah. Beat all the kids and the adults. And Luke got four holes in one. Yeah. Three of them in a row. Really impressive. But Audrey's more consistent. Yeah, because Luke would get like hole in one, hole in one, hole in one, six, 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 <laughs> hole in one, hole in one. Like. So. And then, they, so they were first and second place, and then I was third and you were fourth. Yes. I beat you by one point. Yes. It was really fun. And what are the other new rides we did? Yeah, there's a few rides that were open this time that were. I think there was being like refurbished. one the, that went up in the sky. Like, yeah, like a sky carousel, I don't know what you would call it. It's like a big tall tower, but you like spin, spin around, around it. Spin around in sky cars. Kind of slowly. Like it's not like a yeah, thrill ride. Peaceful. And then I tried to ride the antique cars, but those oh, yeah, things were tiny. Oh, obviously. We got to go the on the dark ride this the time. The dark ride, the boo blasters. Ghost blasters. Oh, ghost blasters. Ghost blasters. Because the boo, boo blasters is, is that, that like the ones. Cedar, Cedar Fair Fairs. ones. It was so cool. It was... Yeah. I don't know how old it is. We should have looked this up beforehand because I'm not sure like how old it was. But... It had that spinny thing. Yeah, it was built like one of those old dark rides, like the pretzel dark rides, where it's like a single metal rail down the middle. I I mean, like, if you had told me it was built in the 1920s, I would have believed it. it was that, like, style of ride. I think it's newer. It's been modified so that it has, like, blasters, like the a lasers. Buzz Lightyear kind of thing. But it's more like like a, a shooting gallery where there's little targets and then you hit something and it activates a little mm-hmm. thing, you know. Little silly haunted house gags and stuff. And but it's like multiple stories, so you go up this like spiral it goes area. In a circle. It's it's in I don't the know. dark. I don't know how to describe it other than it just feels like a really really old amusement park ride, and it wet our appetite for all the like classic ones we're gonna go to yeah, this summer. This summer. 
It was really cool. We did it three times. Yay. So we'll be going then again. And the peacock. What's the peacock? Kevin the peacock was in full effect. Kevin the peacock loved my dress. You had like a blue dress on. I need to wear that blue dress to see Kevin the peacock. Because we were like all, Janelle's in the bathroom and the rest of us were all like kind of standing around watching the peacock and it was just sitting there. And as soon as Janelle walked up, it was like, put out his big tail. And it did it like twice. And the second time, also while we were waiting for you in the bathroom. I like to go to the bathroom. And as soon as you came out, big old peacock. I feel like there was one other ride maybe that was oh the little the spinny roller coaster. Oh yeah. It's kind of like a mouse what do you call it a, a wild mouse ride except that the cart you're on spins as you do it. It's very similar to the Disney the uh, time what's machine. Called? The dino dra- the in the dinosaur area of, of Dinorama. What's it called? No, Dino Spin. Something like that. They don't like have that. it anymore. It's not there. It, so in Animal Kingdom in Florida in um at Walt Disney World in the dinosaur area, there's the same kind of thing. A little different, but similar, where your cart spins You're as you go along. around and around and around and roller coastering. And it's like the wild mouse style. Anyway, it was fun. That was a good one. Yeah. It hurt my hips a little. Yeah. It was definitely a snug fit um, for me. I, if I had not been losing weight, I don't think I would have fit in it. But oh, you got on the I also went on the fireball one, yeah. That Luke lost his glasses on. The one on. he lost his glasses on last time, and I was able to fit in that one. And so, uh, the getting into roller coaster shape is going well. Good. It has been. Like, I've been, I've been heading in the right direction. So, that's good. I think that's it for Castle Park. It's yeah, fun. Good, fun. Good day there. And then, I think that's, I think that's our news. There's a lot of other stuff we're going to cover that happened, but we're going to do them in their appropriate segments. So right now, it's time for us to jump into listener mail. You got mail. We got listener mail? We got some listener mail. We actually got a two-parter from our frequent writer in her band. Now, Ben, as you know, has been on a globe-trotting journey. Down through South America and Antarctica. And so it's been, you know, he's been gone for a little while. So he sent us actually a two-parter. And I'm going to uh, jump into it right here. The first part he sent to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Which, which you can too. Which you other dear listeners should definitely do. Here we go. It is titled Ola. Probably Spanish inspired by some of the countries <laughs> that he visited. I can't remember like. Did he just go to Argentina, or were there other countries along the way? We might need, like, a little bit of an itinerary yes. from Ben here. Just to, I mean, we followed along, but he probably could clarify it yeah. for our listeners, if he wants to. All right, here we go. He says, hello, Fantastic Phil and Jam and Janelle. And he spelled fantastic with a PH, because Phil. <sighs> I'm finally catching up on life and your podcast since coming back from the great seventh continent down south, known as Antarctica. We've been back for just over a month and are still in the process of posting pics online, many of which you've seen by now, no doubt. We have seen no many. No doubt. There's a lot. He's been posting a lot a lot of stuff. He documented it well. I was proud to wear the Mandarian Orange logoed beanie you so kindly gave me for the trip. Amidst hundreds of chin straps and Gen 2 penguins, along with whales and seals of various kinds nearby. I think... I think I posted some of them in the Mandarin Orange Show group I already. I don't know, because I tried and remember my thing's not letting me post in right. groups. I'll try to double check. If we didn't so post it already, I will, I'll post them. Yeah. And Ben, of course, feel free to post anything in there that you want as well. But I think I think maybe we did. We'll, we'll, we'll double check. Okay. So, yes, he pictures with the beanie and with the pop box music uh, sticker he posted all over the place. With the penguins, as well as other spots mm-hmm. on his journey. So cool. Definitely worth the beanie for that. Yes. The second day we were there, when I stepped on land wearing the beanie, several penguins came near me, almost as if drawn to my presence. <laughs> I'm not saying it was because of the TMOS, the Mandarin Orange Show beanie, I was wearing in front of the group of flightless birds. But I'm also not not saying it. <laughs> you know, I drew the peacock to open its feathers. That's right. And, you know, maybe I was, like, in that beanie and birds just, like... Yeah, I think... The Mandarin show host. Maybe so. They're drawn to you. (laughs) I know that peacocks are not, like, known for flying. Are they flightless? Can they fly? They can, like, flutter about, but they don't, like, fly fly. 
Interesting. They're like chickens, right? Yeah, so like two flightless so birds. So I think it's flightless birds or like limited flight birds. <laughs> yes. I wonder what you, there's got to be a name for that. Because like chickens don't fly long distances, but they can flutter up like right. a little bit, right? All right, we'll have to do some research on that too. <laughs> I'm throwing all kinds of stuff out there that I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. He said, I also sang your vacation pants jingle to them. And that may have also attributed to their flocking around yes. my feet. Definitely. We'll uh, be hearing that jingle later on in the show. Yes, we will. FYI, penguins have no land predators in Antarctica, so they are unafraid of humans altogether. But they do have their uh, water predators, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if they would be afraid of humans, uh, like, scuba diving in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the trip was life-changing, and the TMOS logo and a segment jingle have now created ripples across the great white southern ice caps and mountains. Nice. Congrats. Now, he says, having caught up on your recent episodes, I must say I very much enjoyed your Disneyland slash Disney World comparison discussion. Having never been to Disney World, I'm obviously very much biased to the OG park out in Anaheim, which I totally understand. You're now, so close-ish. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee is right there <laughs> by Orlando. Right, right there. Right? Can't believe you it's haven't just, just hopped over way. there. Yeah, it's just just right, right down the street. Right down the panhandle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he says, uh, nowadays, compared to when we were all kids, it's just not as enticing to go visit Disney attractions anywhere due to the massive crowds and associated costs. But it's still fun to hear about the rides and reflect on simpler times before the dark times, before <laughs> the Empire. I hope Phil read that in a foreboding Obi-Wan Kenobi voice. I don't know what voice that was. But <laughs> it was, it was like, foreboding, definitely. It was Phil's forebodes. But truly, don't you miss being able to count on low crowds at Disney at least some parts of the year? It definitely is more crowded now than it's ever been. It is, but, but we find the times to do it. You just gotta go when it's pouring rain. That's really what's gotten us the last, on everything. The last when we did it, it was it was practically empty. Yeah, just go when it's pouring rain. And in Florida, it always rains. It's true. Well, <laughs> I mean, not always. It's either raining or like extremely hot. <laughs> but just go when it's pouring rain. Crowds taken care of. Yeah. I think California crowds, though, are more afraid of the rain. Probably yeah, in Florida in doesn't Florida. clear it as much because it's always raining in Florida. Yeah, but Florida has so much to do and so many things that it doesn't all, it doesn't feel as It doesn't crowded. impact it as much, even when yeah. it is crowded. But yeah, just go when it's pouring rain. That's your solution. Yeah. So no problem there. But yes, I do miss the times. Things were simpler once upon a time. Well, you know, attendance and statistics. It's all because of you. You helped them to succeed too much. <laughs> I helped them be busy year-round when I did my job there. <laughs> all right, and we'll move along. He says, I also enjoyed your recap of your recent trip to Hawaii. I've only ever been to Oahu, having lived there for two years during my time in the Navy, which you've never been to. I've never been to But Oahu. I have when I was a kid. I'm jealous of your time on the Big Island and visiting Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Even though you didn't get the lava effect, you still got steam and fun trails. It's true. It is true. It was amazing. Stuff. No complaints. All right. And then he says, how many national parks are you up to now? So I did a little calculating before the show so I wouldn't have to sit here and count. But I thought it was 33. Okay. So by my count, here's what I got. With the kids, so all four of us together, uh -huh. I think we've been to 32. 32. However, separately, like before we had kids, I've been to 34. Because in addition to those, I've been to uh, Yellowstone, mm -hmm. which you haven't gone to. But we've also both gone to Sequoia National Park. But I don't think we actually have taken the kids to Sequoia National Park. No. Then I have you also at 34 because you've been to Sequoia with me. You haven't been to Yellowstone, but you have been to Rocky Mountain National Park, which I haven't been to. But I've also been to the one in Washington you haven't been. You have? Cascades. Yeah, my my stepdad lives up there. The Eastern Cascades. What's that one called? I'm going to look and see. North Cascades. I got the wrong cardinal direction there. I've been there, too. Okay, well, then I'll have to adjust it. So then you've had 35, then. You're ahead of me by one, if that's the case. We've also come within striking distance of a couple that didn't actually visit them. For instance, Denali, we drove up to, like, right outside of it. Yeah. But didn't actually go into the park. And same with, uh, we've been to the U.S. Virgin Islands and 
looked across to look there's where it is but didn't actually go and visit it yeah. right so we, the channel islands channel islands i mean that's we haven't gotten as close although we've been to catalina so there's a couple like that that you know we were close to but didn't actually go to oh and same thing with uh, grand teton national park when i went on that trip to yellowstone we drove outside mm. of it and uh, but didn't actually go into the park at the time so anyway but our official total then would be 32 for the kids with all of us, 33 for me, and 34 for you. However, on this upcoming summer trip, we will be adding four to those totals. Mm-hmm. So that'll put us up to 36, 37, and 38, respectively. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's 63 national parks, so there's still quite a ways to go. I was hoping to hit five this summer, but we had to, like I said, you know, we had to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Still pretty good. We've gone to a lot of national parks. Yeah. More than a lot of people, probably. Yeah. I know Ben's mentioned it before, but Ben, what are you up to now? Re- refresh our memories. Right. All right. Then he says, lastly, for now, after 20 years of marriage, because we just celebrated our 20th anniversary in Hawaii, what would you, if you could, go back and tell your younger selves? Any advice? Careful not to do too much, <laughs> lest you disrupt the space-time continuum. <laughs> oh, what would be yours? I didn't tell you this ahead of time, um, so you didn't have a chance to think about it. I would say, like, hey, Janelle, maybe chill out. Like, it doesn't matter that much that Phil said you spent too much on groceries. Like, maybe you didn't, like, need to freak out that much. What? <laughs> like, back then? Yeah. Oh, if my- I went back and told myself, like... I just was, like, way more, like, stressed about everything. Definitely you were. And I didn't need to be. I was going to say, I would say for me personally, it would be maybe, like, you know, skip a a (laughs) extra dessert here and there and keep up with that exercise. Maybe we didn't need a large Papa John's pizza each plus a bag of Doritos and a Mountain Dew to wash it down. Yeah, that was probably like (laughs) bad when we first got married. We had some really bad eating habits. And it was like it was like so much easier to lose weight back then. Right. That's what I'm saying. I guess that would be it. It's not just about what not to do but hey, it gets a lot harder to maintain your weight so Stick with it now. Chill. Stick with chill. it now. So basically, just tell each other to chill about Relax things. Relax a little bit and maybe, you know, take an extra couple steps and eat a little less. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Everything else, rock solid. It really has been a good 20 years. Yes. And I, like, I just, I love you so much. I love you too. And I love our kids and I love this life we've created and I'm really not lying that you're my best friend. I know know everybody says it. I know, but like, it's true. (laughs) We are the bestest friends. I also might remind myself I don't need to keep so much junk. I probably would have started paring down earlier. I might not be in the situation we're in now where we're like desperately getting rid of stuff because we've been watching more hoarders and getting rid of more stuff. We've been doing great. We've gotten rid of boxes and bags and tons of stuff. You're you're getting rid of stuff, you know, coming up this week too. Yeah, we're donating stuff. We're throwing away stuff. We just took a bag of stuff to the library today, like books and records and Mm -hmm. CDs and things like where they, you know, it's a donation thing on purpose. They ask for them. Yeah. But we probably could have like, you know, toned it down a little bit earlier. That was actually before we got married though. I already had a lot of stuff by the time we got married. So I probably would have just, you know, so much stuff, maybe chilled out about that a little bit too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that was a good question, Ben. It was. So then Ben wraps up this part. He says, all for now, enjoy this picture and talk soon. And he sent a picture of the uh, some penguins holding the Mandarin Orange oh, Show sticker in their mouth. But I think he may have photoshopped. Don't worry. Ben did not actually feed our sticker to a penguin. You need to post it. Yeah, I'm going to do that as well. That's pretty right. At least I think he didn't. I'm pretty sure he photoshopped that in there because he definitely photoshopped. I just that. don't want him to get in trouble with the Antarctic police or anything like that. Antarctic. <laughs> so that was uh, that was it from that part. But then just a little bit of a follow up. I think maybe he might have listened to one more episode. 
or something, or maybe he just had some additional thoughts here. So then he sent us a message on the Mandarin Orange Show Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is another great way another to get way in to touch get with us. us. One last little bit here. He says, hey, guess what? It's a supplemental message to you after my email. This is great. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this is why he wrote us again. <laughs> I binge watched Jury Duty based on your recommendation. Yes! Great influence. Great tip, he says. What a great concept. <laughs> Very much the Truman Show meets The Office, right? Yes. It was so good. Must have been a dream role for every improv actor to join the fun as they reacted in real time to the one person who wasn't in on the gag. Moment for me was the unexpected family guy joke where the juror tried to get out of serving by saying he was racist. <laughs> it was like, to me, yeah, the, the improv that had to go on, the way the actors... For so long. Like three weeks. Like I mean, almost 24 hours a day, they're like on. They had to be in character just and the way that they ran with the punches when depending on what he did like rewrote whole sections of the show it's really really fun it's it was quite an undertaking and we were talking like trying to figure out what's another scenario they could do and do. I, it's such a unique thing that they were they able to keep in right and that wouldn't attract as much suspicion you know yeah i mean obviously they set it up and told him they're doing a show about being a jury but I'm sure they have other ideas. Gosh, I hope they do either another one with Jury Duty or like another similar kind of thing. Because it was just such a cool concept and was so excellently done. I I wonder if they thought maybe this show would like go under the radar because it was like a freebie show that they could do another one. But I've heard a lot of people like excited about it. I mean, maybe it's just because we've been talking no, about it. But it's pretty huge. I think it's pretty popular, right? Yeah, Ron, the guy who wasn't in on the joke, has been doing all sorts of, like, interviews, and he's like, I, I'm i not really, like, a social media guy, I never want to be an actor or anything, so it's kind of crazy to be in the spotlight like this. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, yay, I'm glad you liked it, and thank you for watching it, and man... Our, our recommendation was good. I'm so glad someone took it. The best part, however, of him writing to our Mandarin Orange Show um, Facebook is he hasn't written to the Facebook in a while, so he got our automated oh, response. Yeah, your favorite. I love it. So if you have never written to us on Facebook, or if it's been a while, it'll send you an automated response that I wrote up, and I am proud of it, and I think it's fun and funny. It's so writing. Um, I mean, it's just silly. But it's like a little Easter egg. If you want to find out what Ben knows, write to us on our Facebook page. Send us a message for the show, and you too can get our automated response. It's a huge prize. A huge prize. It's a huge prize. Ben, thank you so much for writing. Dear listeners, don't forget to be like Ben. Also, check out the Alan Smithy Film Review Podcast with Ben and Damien. Make sure you guys follow along with Ben. Speaking of movies, because Ben talks about movies on this podcast, let's talk about a couple of movies that we saw. Movie time. So besides the high price of pretzel bites and cheese, what else do we do? Well, we did, since we recorded last, we've actually seen two movies in theater. Yes. One of them... Was a repeat. We saw Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie in 3D this time. Yeah, we actually traveled away, far and away from our local theater where we have our movie pass thing. And we went all the way to the land of Ontario. Because they don't have it in 3D near us. And we loved it. We wanted to see it a second time because it was so good. And... I really wanted to see it in 3D because I heard that it looked really good. You know, especially like a digitally created CGI mm-hmm. movie. They're like, you know, it's a lot of times a live action one that wasn't intentionally yeah. shot for 3D cannot look good. But like this, this looked so good. It was sharp and it just it looked great in 3D. It was really, really fun. So we went and saw Mario again and enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I think I fell asleep the first time because I laughed at parts I didn't know happened. <laughs> Don't tell the kids that. You'll break their hearts. <laughs> we went, like, after a long day of work, and I probably dozed a little. <sighs> but you I didn't this realize. time, though. I mean, I might have dozed a little during this, too. 
but I kept like sitting up. I don't know if you noticed. No, I did not. Like, I was very into the movie. It's like with the 3D glasses, it's a layer of darkness, like because like around, it's just a little more tinted. <laughs> And then these seats, like, the ones at our local movie theater are not as cushy. No, these ones are really the cushy. One, <laughs> the ones here. And so I was like, uh, and it was, like, warm. <laughs> yep. Because it's cold outside, like, so yeah, they had the heater outside. on. It was, it was, like, warm in there. I was like, you got to stay awake. We actually paid money for this one. <laughs> so... But I think I fell asleep at different times. That's good. So it worked. Well, I didn't fall asleep at all because it's great. It's great. And it's made over a billion dollars now. So I think they might make another one. Then, well, actually out of order because we saw this one before. But we saw Marvel's newest movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Volume 3. Volume 3. We saw it on like the Thursday night that it came out. Yeah. And what'd you think? I actually really enjoyed it. I did too. I loved it. It was so funny and like good backstory. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. We won't say spoilers because it's new. But I will say that the, well, it's notable for a couple of things. It does have the first F-bomb in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Which... I mean, it was very it humorously was used, funny. but I, you know, it's kind of an interesting line that they cross, and I wonder where you where this it goes because our kids can't stand like bad words. I don't even know if they knew this one, but then on the way, they kind of, in not so many words, said they had heard that one. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, does it rhyme with another word?" <laughs> no, what they said is, is that they're. There's a famous story of Janelle that uh, it's she so embarrassing. What will tell us what happened without saying what actually so happened. So I was teaching a summer school class to first graders and there's a big like phonemic awareness game where you take off the first sound of a word and you replace it with like made up words. So say and I was looking at a book and the word was duck. So take off the D. What is it? Uck. And then I just shouted out different letters to put at the beginning. And you did the wrong Well, I didn't even say, it wasn't even letters, but each letter has like a picture on it. So that's why I didn't realize that. And I'm like, fan card. And you can imagine what all the first graders yelled at me. And then half of them who knew the word like covered their (sighs) mouths. And then I had to go talk to the principal and tell them, like, I'm sorry if you hear from parents that I made 20 first graders yell out a bad word, but they knew the phonics. (laughs) They're learning how to read really well. So our kid's code name for that word is a bad word is mommy's rhyming game. (laughs) Yeah, my rhyming game. So, yeah, they did have that word, but it was really funny. And the kids knew knew what scene because you looked it up yeah they they, didn't have to hear it but there's also like i've seen some people post that it's like the most violent of all the marvel movies and i disagree with that it's not like i it does like have animal issues in it and i know people freak out about that more but like I mean, I'm not saying they there don't isn't. Show it. There's like sci-fi violence, like zapping, and aliens have like yellow goo squirting out of them and stuff like that. But like, it's pretty cartoony. I would not put this amongst the most violent ones no. at all. If it, it was definitely, it was that last. Well, the, I think Doctor Strange, Doctor probably, yeah, the second Doctor Strange, or even some of the like, like the Winter Soldier, anything where it's like real guns and right. like humans, like that's way more like stressful than like aliens getting zapped and their tentacle falls off with orange goo like that's a cartoon to me like right. this, you know it's not real it doesn't even look real so why would that be stressful to me i don't know anyway i really liked it that's a convoluted way of saying it's a great movie you know be aware if you're taking a small child or anything but like it was super good yeah i loved it and that's our movie time yay so let's jump down to something that we love to talk about. As long as you follow the rules, Chanel, it's time for fiction books. 
You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. I finished Island of the Blue Dolphins this week. There you go. That book is fiction. It's a great Although it's based on a real It's lady. still fiction. It's not like the actual story. It's a fiction. The Lone Woman of San Marcos. It's known as historical fiction. Because it's about something that really happened, but it's a fictionalized account. Version. So it's okay to talk about that in fiction books. probably why I love it so much. Probably. Um, I have read some stuff since we last spoke about fiction books. I did read the sequel to The K, which I talked about. Remember I read all of my, like, people trapped at sea type of thing or stranded on a desert island Yeah, in Hawaii. While we're in Hawaii and after we came back. So The K is a great one by Theodore Taylor that I talked about. Well, I read the sequel to it, which I'd never read before, called Timothy of the K. It's actually, it's an interesting, it's a sequel slash prequel. Because there's two main characters in the K. Uh And there's like the older guy, Timothy, and then the younger kid, Philip. And so this book talks about what happened before it with the older guy when he was a kid. And then it also talks about what happens after the original one with Philip later on. So it's like a prequel slash sequel. It's very, very good. I cried. It's, it's great. I also read another one, which I'd never read before about a kid who gets lost at sea called the voyage of the frog. This one by Gary Paulson, who famously wrote hatchet amongst many Mm -hmm. other books. And it was also really good. Good story of survival. Very, I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Very intense. But a couple more important ones. I did finally read the newest book by Lewis Sacker, who wrote Sideways Stories from Wayside School. And that Mm -hmm. whole series, of course, he wrote Holes and other ones like that. But he just recently, I think I mentioned that we were ordering this book, wrote a new one in the Sideways School saga called Sideways School Beneath the Cloud of Doom. Have the kids read it yet? I don't think the kids have. I think I'm the only one that's read it so far. so. It's just... It's so good. Like, the kids said they wanted to read it because they, were, like, heard me laughing out loud while I'm reading. It's it's perfect. It's funny, though, because the other three were written, like, you know, within a few years of each other. Mm-hmm. And the tone of this one, it's still hilarious and it still fits in it. But you can tell he's a little bit more of a mature author. Yeah. Because in the original ones, although there's a few moments of, you know, sincerity, it's very silly. Like, they're just... They're hilarious. They learn some lessons, but it's just totally wacky. Right. And this one has a little bit more emotional depth to it. And it doesn't, like, take away from it at all. It's excellent. Right. Like, you'll really like it. I oh, I love it. He's such a good author. So I highly, highly recommend it. And it's funny because it's a kid's book. They're all kid's books. But adults should also read these. And if you're a parent who wants to know how to get your kids to like to read books, my number one recommendation is start with these books. When they're little, when they're tiny, read them out loud. Short little stories that are hilarious, but also like introduce vocabulary and they get you thinking about stuff, wordplay and other stuff. It's just, it's this is how you get your kids to love to read. You start reading these books. Kid you not. Get your kids to read. (laughs) (laughs) Kid you not. And then another one that I read and I finished this week, I read an Isaac Asimov book. I'm all over the place. I read adult fiction. I read kid fiction, young adult fiction, whatever. 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 Whatever's whatever interesting. So I read one by Isaac Asimov. This is very interesting because he's most famous probably for writing science fiction, right? But this series I read, I think I might have mentioned it because I, I started it like a while ago, but it's like little short stories and so you don't have to read them all at once. It's kind of like an adult version of like an Encyclopedia Brown story where each one is a self-contained mystery. They're all about eight pages each. I think there's like 30 of them. And you read it and you're by the time you're at the end of the story, you're supposed to be able to solve the mystery, right? Uh-huh. And then the last paragraph or so it reveals like how the detective in there solved the mystery, right? The funny thing though is even more than like Encyclopedia Brown, because these were written throughout like the late 70s and early 80s, the way they solve some of the mysteries is, like, so outdated that even for me, who <laughs> I'm very familiar with the time, like, very few of them was there any chance I could have solved it. For instance, there's one where he mentions at one point that a the killer or whatever, the thief, whoever it was, sent a letter that was clear. They figured out that it was used. Uh, it was typed on an IBM 
word processor and then they were able to solve it because like the way that one of the characters appears on the word processor like if you press the shift key and it's different from like a regular typewriter or computer so clearly this was this and like there's no chance i'm gonna know that because right. it was such a specific time that that was like a thing that people would even be familiar with anyway it was very entertaining as a, like a slice of like kind of a historical perspective, but it's probably not one I'm going to read over and over again. So I did donate that back to the library. I did check with my brother, however, because my brother, David collects Isaac Asimov, but I also have like, he sent me a document because Asimov wrote like, I don't know, 600 books or something (laughs) crazy like that. So I was checked before I get rid of an Asimov book to make sure it's one that David already has. And he already has that. So in fact, it says he has two copies of it. So I just hope you appreciate because there's a couple authors that I've collected, like everything they ever wrote, William Goldman and Gregory McDonald, who each, you know, had a pretty good volume of, yeah. you know, 20, 30 books, something like that. Their combined bibliographies are like 10% of Isaac Asimov by itself. So you're welcome. That's great. <laughs> I haven't been reading any nonfiction or fiction lately. You just said Island of Blue Dolphins. I mean, that's work, though. It's still reading, just because you're reading it in a I specific context. I do love it. It's really it's a great book. book. And we really dive deep yeah. into it, because third graders got to teach them those comprehension skills. That counts as reading. <laughs> just because you're reading it in a specific context doesn't mean it's bad. I count the books I read out loud with the kids as books that I read, just because I'm reading it to someone. You said this summer we have to coordinate... What yeah. that we books that we all want to read because we're going to be gone for a month and we want to be able to have enough to read. But if I if we all just bring something we're going to read and be done with, it's going to be a problem. But and if we, we don't read digitally, but if each person brings a book that we're all interested in, then we like quadruple the number of books we have available to read effectively. I have two books though on my iPad I want to read. Well, that's good, that doesn't count against that doesn't you. count against my that's great load. That's great. <laughs> well, what are you guys reading? Fiction books only, please. If you're reading nonfiction, you'll need to. Um, write. I say you can write in and tell us. Well, if you do, we are not going to discuss it in this section, though. Yeah, but you can write us, and so we'll have to read and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but I will read about it in the mail section if they don't write about. If you write specifically about a fiction book, I'll talk about it in here. If not, it goes in the mail general category. So if you want it to be in a specific section. You got to address that specific section, or else it just gets generally mailed, which is fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But one way or another, mandarinorangeshowgmail.com. Let us know about that. And we have one final segment we're going to talk about tonight with some major news. It's time for teaching talk. Mommy and Daddy is teaching talk. Teaching talk. Well, I mentioned last week that we were setting up the room escape. Very exciting. That this is your really, fifth year? This is my fifth year doing it. We had to take a little break in, in between years there, but yeah. we're back this time with the pirate treasure room. And this was probably the smoothest, easy flowing year ever. It's the third year you've done the pirate one specifically. Yeah. So it's like like old hat at this point. Yeah. My, it it was, we did it for third, fourth, and fifth grade because it's usually just for third and fourth graders, but the fifth graders were on distance learning, yeah. so they didn't get to do it. So you made up for the yeah. pandemic years. And it was really fun because a lot of the students that came through, my co-teaching partner, Trish, and I had during distance learning, and we did a lot of, like distance learning rooms where we'd put them in breakout rooms and have them do these digital room escapes. And they were like, they were like, oh yeah, I remember doing room escapes with you during distance (laughs) learning. It was just fun, like getting to be with them in person and do that. That's awesome. And then Trisha's class, one of her groups from her class ended up winning first place. But you said that she stayed hands off on that group so that she was not, like, didn't help them, wasn't biased, right? I'll tell you what it was. One of her students knew the continents, and that's one of the puzzles. Yeah, because the great thing about the escape room in that Janelle does is it's each puzzle, like, hits different standards, like academic standards that the kids are supposed to know. And so if they are up on their stuff, 
yeah. getting ready for the state test, then they should be able to answer all the questions. Yeah. She was like, wait. They, they, I'm like, he knew him. Like, in fact, with one of them, when I said, okay, we're South America, he actually turned his head and like, looked under the globe. Nice. Like, he knew right where it was. Nice. So, it was just, it was a fun week, and I got to clean it up on Monday, but I have a couple teachers helping me do that, and that's a wrap. Sweet. Oh, and one of my groups made the leaderboard, too. They got fourth place okay. overall. And, you know, Trisha made sure I didn't... That's good. You know. That's good. You kept, kept <laughs> each other honest there. Now, that's all fun and good, but there is actually a really big, cool, amazing announcement that you get to yes, finally talk I about. I finally get to reveal. On Teaching Talk, please tell us what the earth-shattering news is. So, after 18 years of teaching... In the classroom. In the classroom. Being a classroom teacher. Not even counting all the substitute teaching before that. No, before that. So many, many a year. I actually just took a position. I got the call from Human Resources this this week that I'm going to be a teacher on assignment next year. What a teacher on assignment or TOA. Teachers love their acronyms. acronyms. I actually don't have a like class I don't have like a they call it like a register caring teacher because I don't have like a class register I actually get to support other teachers building like creative lessons and you know making learning really interactive and fun it's just a really big huge step and it's super exciting so exciting so now you're like Instead of being in a specific classroom, you're going to go into other people's classrooms, help them out. Yeah. Do lesson stuff. Yeah. And you're working like, it's at, well, it's not actually at the district. It's not at the school district, but I'll have a central location and I'll go out to Which is right next to the district, right? Yeah. I have like a bunch of different elementary schools that I go out to and help support teachers. So, so it's not like it's not like officially administration. You're a teacher still. You're yeah, just I'm a teacher. Still a teacher. On I assignment. still I work a few extra days, but I, you know, I get compensated for that yeah. and I don't have a class, which it's like pretty bittersweet. There's been a lot of like emotion around mm-hmm. it because now you have to clean out your classroom. Yeah. <laughs> and this is 18 years worth of gathering stuff for a classroom that now either has to be gotten rid of, used in your office, or stored in our garage, yeah. which has given me the sweats. Yeah. I'm going to pare it down a lot, though, because I have been teaching for 18 years. So, you know, if and when I do go back to the classroom, it's kind of time to, like, update things, yeah. you know, get new things. So it's not going to be a lot. I'm just saying, it's one of the reasons that we've been desperately cleaning out the garage also, because I'm like, if we do have to bring stuff home, if this does go through, and I was confident that it would, because <laughs> you're amazing, where am I going to put more stuff? Like, we have too much stuff, so we've been desperately yeah, trying to get Yeah, and I definitely stuff. do not have the same amount of storage in an office that no. I do a classroom. So. Well, you know, again, we've talked about it, and you're going to at least hold on to some baseline stuff mm-hmm. so you don't have to start from scratch and you're going to need some of it you know at, at your new position but and a lot of it I have to leave because it's the schools right but there's still so. 18 years worth of stuff that I do have we're going to have to like get taken care of in the next month so oh boy guys a lot of a lot of hoarders a lot of hoarders but it's so exciting it's super exciting I'm very proud of you and it's awesome. Like a new, a new, a new job. Adventure. 18 years mm-hmm. in the same. I mean, you've moved around to schools as we've moved around. Yeah. But other than that, like it's the same basic type of job you've had for 18 years. For 18 years. And you've been at this school for how Like This was my seventh year at the same at school. At the same school site. And I actually am moving on with my best friend and colleague who is also going to go into that role. So it makes it a little less scary. Yeah. <laughs> so it is it's, a good partner and all it's that. It's exciting, exciting all around. So there'll still be, there'll be a lot of teaching talk. Yeah. Because now it's I get all to. All new. 
to go into the unknown. But then, like, talking about, oh, this might be your last class you ever had. No. Your last time you're doing end-of-the-year superlative awards and all of this. Last, maybe it's the last time you read Lionel Lube Dolphins with the kids. No. See? Oh, gosh. I can, I can get her to tear up in a second, you guys. Mm. I know. Isn't it crazy? Maybe I should do a lunch bunch. Maybe. Because it might be my last Your one. last lunch bunch. So. Can you even believe it? Uh, 18 years you've been doing this. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's only two years shy of us being married. That gives you guys an idea. I know. That's a long... Most of our marriage you've been, been a teacher. That's why I was so stressed early on. Yeah. Because we were living on... <laughs> I was the big money earner and I was working at a church. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you can imagine how well that paid, you know. Yeah. It was, it's a great adventure. I'm excited. And yeah, it'll be fun to be in a new role. It's very exciting. The best part is, if I don't like it, I can come back to teaching. Right. It's, it's, you still have return rights and you, yeah. you, you still are on the same, like, earning years towards retirement right. and stuff. It's, so it's no not like different. a. It's not scary in that regard. Yeah. There's still a lot of security. Yeah. You don't lose, like, teaching tenure even or anything like that. So it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of safeguards that make it not stressful. Yeah. But it's also kind of sad. It is. It's hard. It is hard. But it's also going to be so awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, you guys... Thank you for listening with us on this journey. Thanks for sharing in our excitement for big, new, exciting news. We have other exciting things coming up in the Mandarin Orange Show world. I've been working on some exciting things. And I will just tell you this. If all goes well, we will have a major new initiative. Yes. Later on this year. After summer. Because we're not going to get anything launched before. before summer. But our plan is... Later this year to launch a Patreon program. Yay! With the Mandarin Orange Show. So that's exciting. Hopefully, some of you guys will be interested in jumping on board. Even if only one of you does, it'll be worth it and fun. We're coming up with like the kind of stuff we could offer as rewards. We already have like a document and stuff. So if you have any ideas, things you'd like to get out of a Patreon program, feel free to write to us at Mandarin Orange Show and tell us, like, oh, I'd love this. You know, things like bonus episodes and other cool little things that might be fun. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that as we get closer. But just some stuff to keep on the horizon there. It's, it's exciting times around here in uh, the Mandarin Orange Show world. Also, before the summer, on June 3rd... <gasps> That's right! You are going to be on another episode, well, we... That's right, on another episode of Let's Make, Let's a, Make a Deal. Deal. June 3rd is my next episode. So. so we'll keep you posted. The third and final of my appearances. Yes. June 3rd. Don't forget about that. That's right. That's like less than a month away. I know. Wow. I wish that I could have recorded it now. Because I've lost like 20 pounds since I was on that. (laughs) It's fine. They don't like... They're not real big on the you have to be like super skinny. I know. I'm just saying is my like long term record of me being on TV. We've seen some people like lift their and their shirts lift up. It's not like that happened. I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything embarrassing happened. I'm just saying No pit stains. I know. I'm just saying it would have been nice to like have it now. Like I was trying and was working in the right direction, but It's great. You look fantastic. Well, it's a lot of fun. So make sure you watch on June 3rd. Make sure you guys join us again next week because we're going to be doing more Mandarin Orange Show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we (laughs) talk so you don't have to. Oh, Janelle.
And I mean, I know that like flamingo flamingos jury duty. 